Ladies and gentlemen, hey fellas, 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 we talked about the receivers the other day. Now we're going to talk about the later round running backs. And look, this is where your drafts are won, right? You drafting Dalvin Cook and the guy next to you in your league drafting Christian McCaffrey, that's not winning your league, right? Fluke injuries happen, of course, but those guys are going to be solid. You getting Aaron Jones and the seventh overall pick and somebody getting Deon, uh, Devontae Adams, these are all the obvious picks early on. Your leagues are won in rounds 10 to 22. And yes, you should probably be drafting in leagues that go at least 18 rounds. Get rid of the kicker. If you're drafting in a league that has 14 rounds, where's the fun in that? Be rewarded for actually knowing how to draft. Be rewarded and then obviously have more flex spots. My home league has four flex spots. Do as much as you possibly can to start more players and roster more players and be rewarded for actually being a fantasy football manager and not somebody who just hopes to get lucky on the waivers. I mean, what's the fun in that? But this is where the drafts are won after round 10. And these four running backs go at round 11 or later that I'll be discussing today. So let's start it off right about now with a fella out in Buffalo. And that man's name is Zach Moss, who currently goes in the 11th round. Now, depending on how many teams are in your league, 8, 10, 12, it's going to be different. These ADPs are based on 10 teams. So this guy goes in the 9th or 10th round if you're talking about 12 team drafts. And that man's name again, Zach Moss, the number one running back in Buffalo. And I understand that Devin Singletary is there. I understand that Devin Singletary was involved a lot last year. Zach Moss in camp so far has been running as the one. Oh, but Zach Moss has a hamstring injury. No, he doesn't. He returned to the week two preseason action, ran four times, 21 yards, looked fine. He is healthy. But I'm not ignorant and I'm not trying to be ignorant. I know that Devin Singletary will be involved, but I'm trying to find value. And in the 11th round, a running back attached to a top five offense from last year that was in the red zone a lot is value. This running back in Zach Moss only played 13 games. Missed three games, his rookie year, keep in mind, and he was still top 15 in red zone running back touches. He had more than Devin Singletary in three less games. We want the money touches, especially this late in drafts. What can set us apart? Touchdowns and receptions, Ken. And I will admit that Devin Singletary, as of right now, is the better pass catcher by Zach Moss, but it's not that far off. Singletary right around the 27th ranked efficiency receiver out of the backfield last year. Zach Moss 39th as a rookie. Those things usually will improve as you go on. Singletary was not as solid his rookie year either. And the main reason why you can feel reliable that Zach Moss, if it's not Josh Allen in the red zone, who will definitely regress on his touchdowns that he had within the five-yard line last year, being 100% efficient on his carries, it's not going to remain. But the reason you can remain confident in Zach Moss is he's got 20 pounds as of the most recent way in this camp. 224 pounds compared to Mr. Devin Singletary is about 206 pounds. He's got almost 20 pounds on him. He's going to be the guy down there. He's the thumper. And Zach Moss himself ranked number one in the NFL versus light fronts last year. And that's because the Bills were one of the highest teams in three wide receiver and four wide receiver sets. They were one of the pass friendliest teams. They use analytics. It's more likely and more efficient to pass the ball than ever run the ball. Ever. So Zach Moss never really had eight man fronts, seven man fronts and six man fronts often makes it easier to obviously pick up easy yardage. The second player I want to talk about, I've been gushing about all offseason, and I love that this guy got a contract extension for $10 million. His name is Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards came into last year, and I've watched every single one of his carries from last year. He came into last year in camp 10 pounds lighter, and I was like, okay, I'm excited to see how this looks, because Gus Bus, the name that we gave him his first and second year in the league, was because he was this bigger back, right? And last year, he looked agile. He had a ton of burst. He's down another 10 pounds, about 8 pounds, the report was, coming into camp this year. And through their first preseason game, they both carried the rock 50% of the time. He was on the field for more snaps with the team one offense over J.K. Dobbins. And look, J.K. Dobbins is a great talent. I loved him coming out of Ohio State, but I have continuously beaten my drum that he is not a good draft pick in the third round of your drafts right now where he's going because of Gus Edwards. Obviously, Lamar Jackson factors in, but I'll take the running back who's in a committee later, 10 rounds later in the 13th round on this Baltimore Ravens run heavy team. He is one of two players ever to average 700 rushing yards and five plus yards per carry in his first three each 
of them first three years in the NFL. The other is Nick Chubb. He is a solid running back who I'm excited to see this year. He played on all the third downs in that week two preseason game and none for J.K. Dobbins. You're overreacting to the preseason. You're exposing yourself if you think the preseason doesn't matter. You probably heard it on some NFL talk radio or whatever it might be. You're exposing yourself. If you're not looking at the first team snaps, you are not taking advantage of all the information we're given. Analysts all over the globe just talk all offseason long and make something out of nothing through reports. But then when the players actually step on the field and these teams show their hands, people have the nerve to say the preseason doesn't matter. This is the first time we're actually getting tangible evidence. Tangible evidence to how these teams want to operate and use these running backs or receivers, whatever it might be, and how much they value them. The preseason matters, and Gus Edwards is going to be highly involved. I thought he'd be involved 35 to 40% of the snaps this year, and I still probably think that. But now I'm thinking closer to 40 to 45% of the snaps. This might be an even split with J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. And Gus Edwards is still going to be heavily involved in the red zone, seeing 25-plus red zone opportunities each of the past two years. Get him in the 13th round. I love getting him as like my third or fourth running back and just loading up on receivers early, maybe an elite quarterback, and then just getting a couple of these guys later. Now, the third player I want to talk about goes in the 15th round. And like I said in the previous video with the one receiver that I thought was the best value in all fantasy football, check that video out if you have not already. The seven late round wide receivers I can't stop drafting. This running back right now in the 15th round is probably my favorite overall value in fantasy football, definitely for the running back position. He goes in the 15th round. He ranked second last year in running back receptions, targets, and receiving yards. Second, which if you're in half PPR or PPR, even more fantasy points for you. He is the clear third down back on his team. And not only do the overall accounting stats last year say that he's one of the best pass catching running backs in the league. I mean, he's, in my opinion, a borderline top five, if not top five pass catching running back. All the efficiency stats show it as well. Number four in yards per route running among running backs. Number seven in yards per touch. Over a 14% target share also ranked top five for running backs last year. He very quietly finished 26th in fantasy points per game. And he goes off the board right now right around running back 50. This man's name is Naeem Himes. Naeem Himes very sneakily had 36 red zone touches last year. Top 15 in the NFL. I know Jonathan Taylor's there. Jonathan Taylor will be a two down back. I'm sure he'll catch some balls this year. Naeem Himes, they love this guy for a reason. He's going to be involved on third downs. I'm not telling you Naeem Himes is going to be a top 15 back or even a top 20 back. I'm telling you that the value that you get in the 15th round for Naeem Himes, who last year was a borderline top 25 running back, is great because of his pass catching upside and he gets red zone touches. It's not just last year either with Phillip Rivers who loves to check down. He has two 60 receptions or more seasons in the last three years. There's upside for Naeem Himes to slate, and I love scooping him up as like my RB4. And now before we get into the final player, I want to let you know we do have a draft guide for 2021, and there's an opportunity to get it for free. If you're eligible down below, you can check it out. There's top 200s in there. I personally draft off of the tiers. There's rankings, player profiles, a bunch of stuff in there. It spends about 500 hours for me to create on my own and then update it because it's updated every single day for news that comes out, injuries, preseason stuff in the ranks. And I'm ranking a lot of guys. It's not no bullshit. We have 125 wide receivers, 50 tight ends, 50 quarterbacks, and 91 running backs ranked. Yes, you will not run out of players no matter how deep your draft is. They will be there for you. You will be the most prepared player to dominate your draft, and that's what it's all about. Check it out down below if you want a chance to get it for free. F-R-E-E, -E, limited time offer. Now, the final player, new to his team. He goes in the 18th round with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Giovanni Bernard, who is being hyped up not only by the coaching staff, beat reporters, everybody in Tampa Bay, Tom Brady himself, and Bruce Arians, that he could be a guy this year that catches 50-plus balls. And if that's the case... In the 18th round, he's going to finish as a top 35 running back if he catches 50 balls. He currently goes outside the top 50 running backs. And the preseason so far has shown this. He's taken all the third down 
snaps, the pass-catching snaps with the offense. And he's actually translating them into receptions and big key receptions in the preseason, of course, but for first downs on third down, 10-yard catches, 12-yard receptions. And the funny thing is, Leonard Fournette was re-signed. They brought the whole band back together to a one-year deal. But Giovanni Bernard, just barely, it's by like $50,000, $25,000, but he's making more than Leonard Fournette on the base salary before incentives come into play. Now, people might not think that that actually matters, but it does. Because if Leonard Fournette was making $3 million this year, he's making $1 million base, well, then there's more incentive to put Leonard Fournette on the field. You're paying him more. You might as well use this guy, put him on the field. That's what teams do. Unfortunately, the money talks. But Giovanni Bernard making the same and actually technically a little bit more gives him more ability to get on the field and makes it easier for the coaching staff and the organization to want to put him on the field more so. There's less pressures from higher up. And now he's coming off of his best pass-catching season in five years. And I understand Mixon was hurt last year, so this skews it, but 59 targets, 47 receptions, and 355 yards and he was efficient as well is solid getting this guy in the 18th round is very very good now i prefer naeem himes in the 15th if you can get him but at this point in the 18th round what gives if he ends up being the pass catching back the somewhat the james white 2.0 for tom brady catches 45 to 55 balls you hit heavy in the 18th round if he doesn't look great if it's a three-headed monster if he's not getting enough snaps you cut bait and it's fine he's just an 18th round pick that's what this video is all about these four late round running backs that give you that's where the leagues are won give you an upside compared to your dumb, your dumb old league mates. So I do appreciate you tuning in. We got a ton more videos on this channel. Every single day, I'm dropping a video that's going to help you win your fantasy football leagues. We're covering preseason DFS for the final season, If depending on when you're watching this. We are already up right now over $21,000 in the preseason DFS. I've profited to this date on all nine preseason slates. It's been a fun time. You just pay attention to the news. You print money in DFS. You can check that all out down below. We're having a good time. The preseason, it's almost over. The NFL season, it's almost here. I cannot wait. If you would not mind to hit the like button and or the subscribe button both, why not? Before you go, I appreciate that. And I'll see you all. I'll see you all beautiful people in the next one.